The following audio is via a Skype call. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour of a Friday. Of course, that is all dependent on the expertise and the willingness. As a matter of fact, he could just shut us off any time. And I'm talking about bad boy Benny Mathers at the board. Sir, how are you doing today? Yeah, doing awesome. I have time to run your show today because the snow has yet to arrive in the Seattle area. Oh, the uh-huh. snow again. No, snowpocalypse. Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> snowpocalypse. Ooh. I've yeah, been right? through a few of those in Seattle. Yes, indeed. Being such a hilly town, it's extra <laughs> right. hazardous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I'm. I can honestly. I'll be. I'll be straight. I'll, I'm looking due west into Seattle. I can tell clouds when I see them, and those are snow clouds. It's coming. But those are snow clouds yeah, right? on the horizon. I swear, across I big them. mountain. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so everyone's gearing up for this three to eight inches this weekend to next week. It's freaking everybody out. Stores are. You know, breadless, milkless, eggless, whatever. All the shelves are just, everyone's panicking. I'm like, really? For just a few flakes in the ground? Well, that's uh, that's how it works. Two letters, TP. That's all. <laughs> you can empty the shelves, TP. <laughs> Good call, Gary. Good call. Priorities. <laughs> well, it's always great to have Benny with us. And we are, it's always a, a pleasure when we can bring on this gentleman whose availability is less easy to determine now because he has really stepped it up, acquired an international reputation. We're proud to call him a friend, the kind of guy, and of course his lovely wife along with us, who enjoyed a lovely Italian dinner when he visited Sarasota, Florida. I am hoping that he will once again take our airwaves by storm because that's just his way. Why don't you give Vincent Jenna his mad props, Suzanne? Vincent Jenna is a world-renowned psychic, spiritual teacher, and medium who has studied at the Arthur Findlay College of Psychic and Medium Sciences in England. He earned his Bachelor of Science degree in psychology and his Master's in social work. Additionally, he's also a practiced hospice care social worker, having helped over 500 patients transition through the dying process. Born and raised in New York, He currently lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. Welcome once again to Manson Mitchell, Vincent Jenna. Good to have you back, sir. Oh, it's so great to be back. We're so beyond the hosts and guests relationship. You know what I mean? We are family now. And and I almost want to break into song when I hear you guys calling me and I talk to you guys. I'm telling you, you're family. I love that. I love that. We uh, we meet so many wonderful people on air that we almost never meet in person, and we are so thrilled to say that we met you in person last Absolutely. fall. Absolutely. We had a great time. That was spectacular. But I do have a favor to ask of you guys. Listening to your beginning of the show here, could you please send some of that snow in our direction. I think I'm the only person in the United States begging for snow. We're over in Raleigh, and it's 80 degrees here already. Wow. Cue yes, the violin music. Wow. Right, exactly. The tiniest violin I've ever seen. <laughs> I know you guys want 80 degrees weather, but it is February. If we have 80 degrees weather in February, that means in the summertime we're going to be at least 100. I'm telling you, I'm not looking forward to that. I want snow. I miss it. Do you miss those changes of seasons from New York, Vincent? 
I do. We have the changes of seasons here, but <laughs> spring and fall go by lickety split. I mean, you, I mean, you get a day of either. Um, we've had cold weather. It's gone all the way down to 17 degrees. As a matter of fact, it is 80 degrees. It's been 80 degrees uh, for the past couple of days, but it, then it's going back down to 40 degrees tomorrow. Mm. Um, but I miss, I really, you know, I, I, I don't miss the cold. I miss the snow to go with it. You know, I just, I feel like that little kid in me feels so deprived not experiencing that anymore. And I don't get a chance to go to the mountains and go skiing. Last year we did. We went up to the mountains, and it was so bad snow-wise, they had to make their own snow. But I still went tubing. All by myself, I went tubing down the hill. Hmm. Gary doesn't miss snow because he grew up in Southern California. They don't know from snow. Having grown up in Chicago, I can tell you it oh. is pretty. And I can remember many an hour spent just watching the snow fall. And when you're attuned to it that much, you can almost hear it fall. It is oh, just so beautiful. No, they, I, none of the Chicago people this year are talking about it as beautifully as you just stated because they they just went through Arctic weather. Holy cow! Right. right. Uh, mm-hmm. But but yes, but I do. I watch the snow in videos and everywhere else and. Um, every single Christmas movie on Hallmark Channel since they started, I just keep watching it, <laughs> but I can't manifest it over here. No, no. Well, so that's another hobby you'll take up, Vincent, that's for sure, uh, and succeed at it, no doubt, being as versatile as yeah, you are. To you. I wanted to, to open with a question that I don't think that I've had the opportunity to take up with other mediums because they didn't or don't have the background that you have. And that is this idea, since we're going to get into some deep soul work in this first half hour, after which, ladies and gentlemen, our listening audience, I wanted to let you know that Vincent graciously consented to take some calls for spirit messages in the second half hour. So we'll take our halftime break, after which you will have the opportunity to call in, in fact, call in during the break, and you will be able to maybe make contact with someone special to you through the good agency of Vincent Jenna. Suzanne will give out the numbers, and that's when you start dialing. Just thought I'd give you a heads up. But Vincent, I wanted to ask you, in terms of your background, hospice care work, and now a, an internationally renowned medium. Oh, what a connection. Have you ever had the experience, one or more times, of someone that you helped to cross over and have them say to you, I really didn't think that I would survive this. Wow, me, my consciousness, listen to me. I'm still around. I made it. I crossed over to a place and I'm not really dead. I'm wondering if you had that sort of experience. Well, I've had different experiences with some of my hospice patients, not exactly like that. Um, most of the experiences I get are them coming to me and saying thank you. And that's such an incredible honor, number one, that they would take the time out. I mean, I was just their living counselor during their hardest process. Uh, But to come to me afterwards and to acknowledge that in some way I made it a peaceful transition for them or I made it at least somewhat easier for them or their caregivers during their dying process, but then they, they, they 
they dissipate, then they go. I've, I've not actually heard anybody just, matter of fact, none of the contacts I have ever made has said to me, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't believe it. They have shared with me what it is like and the entire experience, um, but I guess when you get to the other side, you do lose the idea that everything is a surprise. You know, it's almost like you get there, you knock yourself in the head and said, oh, my gosh, I should have had a V8. It's, it's all of a sudden you just come with a peaceful understanding of, well, of course this is the way it is. You know, of course, oh, my gosh, yeah. And so they'll come back to me to talk about the things that they should have done, um, to talk about how much love and support they do have on the other side, but how much they're still going through emotional things that they haven't taken care of when they were incarnate on Earth. So that's I what I get so. more of a response of. And, yes, I, I will have those few um, from my patient care. I mean, I helped over 500 patients um, in their dying process, uh, but because I'm not closely related to them, that's what their major concern goes to, their loved ones, their, their children, uh, their brothers, their sisters, their spouses, because they're the ones in, in, in great grief, and they try so desperately to try to comfort them as best they can. And yeah, occasionally I had gotten that thank you, which was so meaningful to me, Gary, so meaningful to me. I love that. Gratitude is always appreciated. It's a wonderful state of mind. And thank you for answering it in those terms, because I, I can just imagine someone, if they're an atheist, they don't. They think, you know, the candle gets blown out and that's the end of it. And no, it's not the case. And I would imagine that could be a severe shock to somebody who was prepared to simply be extinguished, only to find out that they do go on. It's, you, you have to remember there's two parts of us. There's the human mind, and then there's the soul's mind. When we cross over, we leave part of the human mind behind. We'll take the issues with us, but we don't have some of the same um, stigma and labels and prejudice and shocks and doubts and fears the moment we get to the other side. There's where that peace comes in. So the soul's mind begins to take over and recognizes what it went through, but it's not in such a great... You know, they, they romanticize it and dramatize it in television and in movies, but it's never like you see on TV, okay? Um, it's always different than that, you know? And so, yes, as soon as you get to the other side, there's a release, there's a relaxation, there is a peace, and then there's an acknowledgement, an oh, my goodness, and an understanding, and, a, and maybe a deer with your, you know, your eyes in the headlight type of thing of, ooh, I see the whole picture now, and I can't believe I acted like this, I can't believe I did this, and oh, I didn't do this, and oh, but I did this, and that's great. So it's more along the lines of that rather than, holy cow, I just found out that I've been an idiot all my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, there's, like I said, there's a calm, peaceful understanding of the, and this is not 
being said in a, in a meanful way, um, meaning, uh, being mean here, but there's an ignorance that becomes enlightened once you get to the other side. Uh, and, and you take that on easily so that it isn't such a great shock to you. So that's more of the transition that it's like. But no, even the atheists, you know, they go to the other side and go, oh, okay, all right, all right, okay, good. So um, I'm, I'm continuing. All right, okay, yeah, and Mom, you're here. Oh, Dad, wow, okay. <laughs> you know, it's, it. it's, it's like it's, it's more like that. And then, now, don't get me wrong, suicides, completely different. Okay, suicides, you get to the other side, and that's when you say, what the heck did I just do? What did I do? And there isn't peace right away. There is a a recognition that you just threw off the karma of thousands of people. And, And that's the most interesting thing as a medium, that you come to find out that you don't know when you're living here, nobody on earth really pays attention to the number of people that they have an effect over. They think they're meaningless, they're nothing, and that nobody would miss them. But the one person that you met in one day then goes and meets a thousand other people throughout the course of that person's lifetime, and the way you affected that person, they carry with them. So you indirectly affect so many people, but you don't know that until you get to the other side. And that's when you take it all in. And so suicide, they wind up throwing that all off for all those thousands of people that they were going to interact with, that were going to interact with others, and... They may even see that they, if they were alive, they would have stopped a war. You know, they would have kept other people from dying. They have no idea until you get to the other side. That's when you're more in shock than anything else. You know, Vincent, I've got a question that I've never asked you before. So we're, we're in unusual question mode here today. We have heard from you and from others that when you leave this earthly plane, you feel like you're returning home again. The people on this side who are left behind in the physical world are all grieving over your departure. You know, I miss them. I wish they were here. I'm so sorry they're gone. Those people have returned to the spiritual realm And they may be deciding at some point that they want to have another life here. They want to experience certain things here. And so they get ready to make the trip. They make a contract. They talk about what they want to experience. Do the people who the the energies on the other side of the veil, do they ever express an opinion about good luck, go for it, or I don't think you should incarnate at this time? Is there ever an opinion about what another spirit should do that's thinking about coming into this world? Oh, my gosh. What a, what a great question. Nobody has ac- actually ever asked it that way. And the answer to that question is yes. Um, you do get – it's actually – there's so many different stories about this. So, so the details 
I don't know exactly who's on the other side waiting for you, but you do have a council, a group, a tribe of, of spiritual directors, overseers, those that have advanced even more in their consciousness and their vibration, uh, uh, whether it be an ascended master or even somebody who has incarnated here that has, has gone on so many lifetimes and is now evolved to a higher level. They're the ones that tend to help you. Now, they don't ever tell you what to do, but they literally will sit with you while you're assessing your, your experiences. You're actually meeting up with some of your other incarnations. Each one of us that's down here on Earth, it's only a part, an essence, a part of our true essence, our whole essence, our whole being. We're only a slight little portion of that. And all the lifetimes we had are other portions. So you've got your guides and your councils that sit with you and, and ask you. They make you really reflect. They help you to do that. Well, you know, what, what did you experience? What more do you want to experience? And, yeah, um, there may be times. I, I kind of believe I've got this, this vision of Jesus planning on coming down to earth, right? And he's sitting and he's having this conversation with God, right, with Dad. And he's um, letting Dad know what he's doing. And Dad looks at him and says, what are you, Meshuggah? What are you going to do? You're going to go down there. You're going to help them. But then you're going to let yourself be crucified. They're going to beat you. They're going to nail you on a cross. They're going to stick this stupid crown of thorns. I made these beautiful rose bushes. And they're going to turn around and make it into a crown, stick it on your head. Are you nuts? What are you doing? I, that's the vision that I get of Dad, you know, having a conversation with, with Jesus, and Jesus saying, Dad, i got to do it, you know. They're not going to know who they are unless I go through that process. So, uh, you know, this is my choice. All right, you want to do it, you know, yeah, don't come calling upon me at the last minute when you change your mind because I can't do anything then, you know. I, and, yeah, and I, I love you, Vincent. I know, right? This is, that's what I me. see. It reminds me of the last scene of the Holy Grail. It is. It's, how do you Holy think Grail, they that, got inspired no, the life of, by that? The life, <laughs> the life of Brian. Of, that's the Monty Python movie I'm referring the to. The life Python, of Brian. Right, the life As of Brian. And, uh... The false messiah and all his friends are up on crosses, and his mother comes up to him and says, I might have known hanging around with your hooligan friends. Don't come <laughs> running home to me. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and I can see that on the other side, like, because some of the decisions and choices we make coming down here, Suzanne, it's, it's like, okay, so I've got all of these things I want to take care of this lifetime. So I think I'll go down. And let me see. Let me get abused by my parents so I can become a spiritual teacher. That was actually my choice. Okay, let me get sexually molested. Let me do this. Let me get raped. Let me get beaten. Um, and, and that's going to advance my soul. And meanwhile, they're on the other side and, and they won't tell us ever. You can't do that. But they will try to, you know, give us some sense and say, do you really want to do that? I mean, the last time around when you set yourself up for some lessons, it took you a while, and then you wind up going off the path. 
and you started drinking and you got into a car accident and you wind up killing somebody. I mean, the same thing can happen again if you go down there and, and, and try to make up for all of these things. Why don't you take a little at a time? I know. Why don't you go down and just have an easy, breezy life and you can eat everything you want, never get fat, and, um, and just enjoy yourself. How about that? Why don't you try that? And so they will guide us, they will help us, but the bottom line is, whatever it is we want to experience, they will support it. Good, bad, or indifferent, they will support it. But we never, ever make those decisions alone. As a matter of fact, now we don't make the decisions alone. They're constantly whispering and yelling, and some of us batting us over the head, in order for us to get a message, to get um, some type of guidance, a warning, something, they're constantly helping us. But as much as we won't listen here, whether they be living or deceased talking to us, we don't always listen there either. And that's why we well, make the choices we make. But yeah. You know, Vincent, Suzanne had an experience much like what you're describing recently, I don't know how much detail you might want to go into, Suzanne, but there was a voice that you heard, and she doesn't hear voices. I don't mean that in the schizophrenic sense there, but there it was wasn't, an It an wasn't incident. an audio voice, but it was a telepathic voice. Gary and I went to a healing service at our church, and Gary and I will frequently go and not receive a formal type of healing. We'll just sit in the pews. The music is playing softly. The room is quiet. The energy is good. And we'll just sit there and meditate or pray. We don't always participate actively. And so on one of these nights, I, Gary said, you know, let, let's go over to church to the healing service. And I said, oh, I don't know. Where are we going? And he said, come on, come on, let's go. So we went over there, and the two of us decided we would just sit in a pew quietly, ourselves, holding hands, praying, and having a quiet hour. And during that time, after things had already begun, and there were healers at the front with people sitting in chairs in front of them, I heard a telepathic voice say, go up and get a healing from that person, that particular person. And it startled me because it was so clear. And so I opened my eyes, all the chairs were filled, and I said to Gary, if Kathy's chair opens up, I'm going to get a healing. Now, he didn't know why. We, you know, we had already discussed the fact that we weren't going to go up and get any healings. We were just going to sit quietly. And the next thing I know, her chair opens up. Everyone else is busy, and it's the end of the service, and her chair opens up. And so I just scooted over there, and I took a deep breath, and I relaxed because I felt like I was following an extremely strong intuition, not just a random thought, but almost a command to get up out of my seat and go over there. And then I had a, a quite a profound experience of sitting there very, very quietly. I did not move a single muscle. I opened my hands up on my legs, on my thighs, palms up, very open, very quiet, not anything moving on me at all. And during that healing, I felt movement in the bottom of my spine internally which is related to an accident that I had last April. 
And it was almost as though the spine was being put back in alignment in this healing. And I, I was so overwhelmed. If I had not had spiritual healing before, I would have been completely freaked out because I could feel the movement even though nothing on the outside was moving. No muscles, no nothing. And just felt the, the, this little shift in my spine. And uh, it's made a huge difference with how it is my back is feeling from that healing service which I wow. immediately told the healer afterwards. And um, the fact that I heard this, I heard this, like, go see her, was uh, quite startling. But I followed that. So wherever that um, um, came from, wherever that message came from, I heard the message. And I acted on what I heard to my benefit. And so, you know, Gary and I talk a lot about, you know, following your intuition and how your intuition can benefit you. And I can point to that exact incident and say, well, here's how my intuition benefited me that night. Well, let me let me come. First of all, the, the greatest thing that you did was honor the voice and follow it. All right. People get that same voice in all different ways and never, ever, ever follow it and then wonder why their lives are falling apart and nothing good happens for them because they're not listening to themselves. The thing I want to clear up just a little bit is the differences in the voices. Okay. Um, you said it, and it was an, you know, a, a telepathic voice versus a schizophrenic voice. Well, in actuality, you can hear things, see things, know things, feel things in different ways. When it comes to seeing and hearing, it can be objectively or subjectively. And what that means is objectively is you actually hear a voice outside of your mind, outside of you, like schizophrenics do. And which is why when I was studying in psychology, I actually did a paper on how do you know if you're schizophrenic or if you're spiritual, okay? Because you'll hear the voices the same way. And I kind of believe they are actually hearing voices because there's a lot of roaming spirits on the, on the planet and a lot of roaming angry spirits, okay? And misery enjoys company, and I believe they're whispering in a lot of people's ears. So just because a person hears voices, I don't believe that's coming from an altered state of consciousness. Now acting upon it, that's the problem. So you can hear, actually hear this many times. I've heard my name called out. It sounded like my mother, Vincent, and it actually woke me up, but it woke me up at, at some good um, instance and time, whether, you know, when I'm in bed and I, oh, I forgot to turn the fireplace off, and I went and I turned the fireplace off because it woke me up, and I got up, and I got out of bed to see what was going on, and I saw something was wrong. So you can hear objectively. Subjectively is when you hear with your mind's ear. Just like you have your mind's eye, your third eye, where when you close your eyes, you can actually see an image. That's your mind's eye you see internally. You have an ear, too. When you say something to yourself, you're hearing it with your mind's ear. Most of the time, when guides, angels, deceased loved ones, or our soul wants to talk with us, it'll talk through the mind's ear. 
I kind of feel that's what you experience. Your mind's ear heard from some place, um, go and get a healing, okay? Yes, yes. So, yes, it could have been your soul. Chances are it was more of an angel and a guide. Most of the time when your soul is going to speak to you, it's through now a knowing, okay? There's a difference. You don't hear a voice. You don't see something, but you know something. You just know. So there was a diff- it wasn't your intuition because you didn't get a feeling of, oh, I know I should go up there and get a healing. I'm going to do it. You heard go up there and do something. So there's where it's a little bit different than just your intuition. And we can distinguish it by the way it comes to us. Okay, Um, Mm -hmm. and as a psychic and as a medium, I taught this to many people and how to decipher whether you're getting psychic messages or whether you're actually making spirit connections, right? And then at times when you're getting the psychic messages, it can be from a knowing. It can be from something visual you're seeing through your mind's eye. It could be because your guide or their soul is talking to you and you hear with your mind's ear, but there's all different levels of communication, be it external or internal. And it's, it's all real. It's all real. So, yes, you got great guidance, but number two, you listen to it. And, and you got a reward from that, from listening to it. You got healed, you know, yeah. to whatever extent that you, you were able to. Right. But, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That was a nice exchange. Yes. So thank you for your commentary yeah. there, yeah, Vincent. Thank you. Now it's time for us to take the halftime break on the other side of which we will open the phone line so that you can call up. In fact, during the break, you can call and Benny will be there to field the calls and get you in queue for a chance to receive a message through the good offices and the good graces of Vincent Jenna, our honored guest of this hour. Suzanne, there are a couple of numbers that people can use. You can call from anywhere to 425-373-5527. I'll repeat that. Area code 425-373-5527. Or if you're in Western Washington, you can call toll-free at 1-888-298-5569. Give us a call and Benny will put you in queue. And in the meantime, let's move the economy forward. A little commercial time. You're listening to Manson Mitchell at Seattle's home of Alternative Talk, AM 1150. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to mansonmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mance and Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is mansonmitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. 
A message from wildlife biologist Jeff Corwin for American Humane. Every year, 30,000 elephants are killed by poachers. Eight million tons of plastic is dumped into the ocean, and 18 million acres of forest disappear. And with them, many of the remarkable animals that share our planet. These animals need our help. Their very survival depends on our ability to protect them. Zoos and aquariums are on the front lines of wildlife conservation and inspire environmental stewardship amongst the millions of families that visit every year. And know that zoos and aquariums that have earned the Humane Certified Seal of Approval from American Humane will not give up until every species has a fighting chance for survival. Find out more and help protect and preserve the amazing creatures that share our world. Brought to you by American Humane. On Friday, Nance and Mitchell welcome Vincent Jenna, a dynamic medium who joins us once again with a message about living the triumphant life. On Saturday, Catherine Alice returns with her personal story about surviving the California fires and what she's learned about relationships after decades of study and counseling. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell, and that was Vincent from Don McLean. We have our own Vincent. We have Vincent Jenna on the phone. He is taking some calls. Our phone lines are filled right now, but as one drops off, feel free to to call in. Vincent, if people would like to connect with you, what is your website? Where are you going to be? How can they? What's all that good social media stuff you got oh, going? Oh, fabulous. Thank you for asking. Well, first, they can go to my website at any time, vincentjenna.com, and that's with a G-E-N-N-A. They can book appointments there for readings. I do in-person readings, but 90% of my readings are all over the world by the phone. So they can always book there, also see where I'm going to be. And I've been really excited because I was so thrilled the first time I was on both your, your show, I decided that I'm going to be a show host myself. So I am a host of, on a Unity online radio. Um, oh, that's wonderful. I have my own show now. Yes, it's called Stop Stopping Yourself. And people can call in there, but there's a lot of education on how to really unblock and release those inhibitions and those, those self-sabotaging uh, resistances that we have that keep us from creating the life we want. So I'm excited about that. Um, plus, um, I'm going to be in Scottsdale, Arizona, with some incredible luminaries there, John Holland, Suzanne Geisman. Uh, they can find out about that at a summit that we do uh, in September. So there's all different things that people can find, uh, a way to find me. They can contact me on Facebook at Vincent Jenna MSW. So uh, thank you for allowing me to share that. And I'm always uh, excited about interacting with uh, any of the people who are interested and have questions. Okay. Well, very good. Very good. VincentJenna.com is the main place, and from there you can find him in all different ways. Vincent, we have um, a lady on the phone that wants to talk to you. Her name is Tara. She's calling from Bellevue, Washington, and she has um, a health question for you. Tara, say hello to Vincent Jenna. Hi there, Vincent. Thank you. 
Tara, Tara with a T, right? Tara with a T, yes, sir. Yes, that's a that's a a friend of mine, a very dear friend. I love the name Tara. So go ahead, you've you've got me already, Tara. Yay! Um, so it has to do with health and not being able to take a medication after twenty years, and doctors not really knowing what to do. And so I'm on a natural path, trusting my body is healing itself with some guidance from a gentleman. Uh, you know, who's not officially a, a doctor, but, you know, food and herbs and everything else. So I'm just wondering, is there anything else I could be doing differently? Am I on the right path? Is there any way, you know, other help I can reach out for? You yeah. Um, Tara, what I'm getting is, yes, you're you're trying to handle it all physically, and eventually, yes, medications will stop working if the body becomes dependent on them, and then they become useless. And primarily, the reason for that is because you've not necessarily taken care of the emotional aspect of what's causing the problem to start with. So obviously, this has been a chronic issue that you've been dealing with some time. Um, by any chance, is it, number one, does it cause pain? And number two, is it suppressing your immune system in some way? You mean the issue I'm going through or the medication I was No, taking? the issue you're going through, the physical issue that you're going through. Well, it's more like energy, like really low, and then having to do with blood pressure being too high. Okay, so blood pressure is high and energy level is low. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it, it, it can't, all of that is suppressing your immune system just so that you know. All right. Um, here's a couple of things that's going on. We can literally break it down. Get yourself the book. You can heal your life by Louise Hay. That's number one. All right. Number two, anything to do with the thyroid represents will. It's your fifth spiritual chakra. It's your will spiritual center. You're imposing your human will against your spiritual will. In other words, your soul and your intuition that we were just talking about is trying to guide you, but you are using your human side to talk yourself out of the guidance and, and the intuition. And so you're imposing your human will against your spiritual will. You've got to stop that. That's number one. Um, anything to do with blood pressure is about your blood going through your heart, and the heart is the fourth spiritual center, so it's about love. So one of the reasons why you're not listening to your intuition is because you don't necessarily believe in yourself and trust yourself. So you can use all the medication in, you, in, in the world that you want. You can go to any um, alternative medicine doctor that you want. Nothing is going to work until you start healing little Tara. And you let her know how incredible, lovable she really is. Because that's the greatest part. You're having pressure that is being put under pressure. If you think of what blood pressure is, you feel pressured in the area of self-love, self-trust. Clear that up, follow your intuition, and you will heal both your blood pressure and your thyroid issues. Okay, Tara? Yeah. And so I guess the way to do that is just start loving myself more. Then, um... Without a doubt. And loving yourself more doesn't mean getting a pedicure and a manicure, okay? Um, it means going deep down, releasing the anguishes and the hurts that little Tara has been harboring since she's been a child, releasing that, and then reparenting her. In other words, give to her 
what you would give to your own child if your own child was upset about him or herself. You would comfort, you would soothe, you would reinforce their value, their importance, that they can go after their dreams, that they're really a good person. That's what you need to do for little Tara because she's the one who's kind of messing you up because she's pretty hurt. You know what? I think you hit the nail. Like, all of a sudden, I'm, like, so emotional. It's not funny. <laughs> Which there I you go. Like, and I've been told it, but, you know, um, you just confirmed. <laughs> well, there you go. Now you know what to do, Tara. Commit to yourself because you're worth it, okay, hon? You are so great. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you, Tara. Thank Appreciate you, Tara. the call. Excellent very, call. Yeah, excellent, excellent call. We have uh, Marie calling from Seattle. Marie, say hello to Vincent Jenna, and I think your question has to do with if you have any of your crossed over peeps around you. Is that right? That's right. <laughs> Hi, Vincent. Hey, Marie. That was my favorite aunt's name. Boy, I'm getting favorite people <laughs> with names today. Oh, I love my Aunt Marie. So go ahead. Um, what's your question? Well, I've had two people in the last uh, nine months or so pass, and I'm mm. wondering if you pick up from anybody on the other side. Okay. Um, uh, um, well, I'm getting a parent, first of all. Is one of them a parent that crossed yes. over recently? Yes. Okay. Um, was that mom? No. It was dad. Was dad yes. Okay, but dad is – okay, I'm hearing mom – so there's an uh, so dad may be worried about mom. Yes. Um, <clears throat> is mom not doing very well right now? She's frail right now. She's very frail. Yes. Okay. So I thought it was mom that was actually crossed over because that's all I kept hearing. Mom, mom, mom. All right. No, dad is here. Dad. Okay. So there's a couple of things that dad wants you to know. Um, number one, you did everything you could. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. Um, I don't know if you were involved in this care based on what he's telling me, but um, all I keep hearing from him is he needs you to know you did everything. Thank you. Um, and that you have nothing you owe us. Stop oh. thinking you owe us or you owe your mom anything. Oh. Um, we owe you. You're the child. We're supposed to raise and take care of you. We neglected a lot of that when you were younger. Um, we gave you things that were necessary, but we didn't give you all that was necessary. Um, and you owe us nothing. It's not your responsibility for us to take care of you. And so, obviously, Marie, you need to really think that through in your life, because if he's needing to say this, there must be a part of you um, that is either not feeling like a good daughter or feels like you should have done more, um, or that you may have disappointed them in some way because he's shaking his head no. Oh, and um, um, did your father think that he looked like some movie star or something? <laughs> he was very handsome, so he probably oh. did. Okay, 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 because he's, he's, he's giving me pieces of evidence right now, and he's wanting you to know I still look that good. <laughs> now I look even better. That's um, wonderful. Okay, and and um, so yes, so so it just understand. Mom is really tired, and she doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll um, yeah. She doesn't know how to let go, um, but I'll be talking with her soul, and and um, she's got a lot of company and angels around her now, trying to take care of her and helping her to release. All right. Hey, thanks a lot, Vincent. I appreciate that. Oh, Marie, you're so welcome. You take care of yourself now, okay? I will. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Marie. Thank you, Marie. Very nice. Very nice. 
Uh, we have got Tammy on the phone from Fremont. The center of the universe? From the center of the universe, Fremont, <laughs> Washington. And wow. uh, Tammy's asking about connecting with someone who crossed over. Okay, Tammy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, I don't have any relatives by the name of Tammy, but believe it or not, Tammy was one of my favorite songs that Debbie Reynolds sang. Yeah, <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> so this is great. There's a theme going on. It's my favorites. It's not about you. It's all about me, it seems. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Um, That's good. So, Tammy, how, how can I help you, hon? Well, I was just wondering if I have any um, messages from um, someone that has already passed over. Um, passed over? Is there somebody? Okay. <laughs> You said that, and I got a crowd of relatives that came <laughs> rushing in. Holy cow! Are you Italian or something? Because they they no, they no. don't. You are? No, no, I'm not. Oh no, you're not. Okay, because I'm like laughing because that's my family. Um, <laughs> it's like everybody's over here. So I, I've got a bunch. They're always around you, especially a grandma. Grandma, there's this woman who is leading the bunch, and she seems to be the matriarch or was when she was down on the earth. Um, did you have one, was it, was, was it your father's mother? That right, was, a pretty, was, that? was it your father's mother who was a pretty dominant woman when she was alive? You know, she could have been, you know, I don't know. I didn't see much of her. She'd always send me letters, and yeah, she probably was. Okay, that she probably was. Yeah, because I'm seeing her stepping in front, and she's saying father's side. Okay, so, all right, they want to know, why the heck don't you hear them? They're trying to help you so much. Obviously, they think that there's some stressful things going on in your life right now, Tammy. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and they need you to know that you're not, alone in doing that but because you're you're getting so stressed out you're not hearing any of the guidance and you're feeling alone um um you keep asking why they're saying you keep asking why so i'm not sure what the why is in pertaining to but it may be a why why is this going on why am i going through this and and it could be it's just a self-doubt a lot of self-doubt is what they're talking about that it's causing you um, Actually, grandma, yeah, I'm, I am working on that, yes. I'm working on that are? right now. Okay, so yes. Grandma is saying you need to sit down and quiet yourself. You came from a noisy family. <laughs> we talk yeah. too much um, yeah. and make too much noise. So now you've gotten so used to that when you were growing up, you're making, your mind is making too much noise, and you need to sit and quiet yourself. Um, issues with dad and father um as your father crossed over he's not in the group so i don't see no him, no not yet but he's, he's he is sick he is sick though okay all yes. right so he's not in the group so they're talking about him and dad dad is one who who needs to make peace with himself yep yep he um, does is there something with you that disturbs him too something he from your past that he mistreated you in some way or is bothered by the way he treated you? Uh, yeah, probably, yes. Okay, well, there's a lot of grandma saying he's got a lot of guilt in that and he needs yeah. to release that and let go. And do you think in some way you can help him let go of that is, is what they're saying. Let it go within you, but if you can let it go within him and let him know it's all okay. 
Okay, um, yeah, I can do that, yes. It will help him with peace. Um, and did you lose, did you miscarry or lose a child? Did what? Did you miscarry or lose a child? I did lose, yeah, I, I um, yes. You did, okay. Um, that spirit is on the other side with them. The spirit is still there and kind of hung around you for a very long time to see how you would be doing, almost like a, a little guide. Um, but they want you to know that, that is is okay. It's okay, um, and and those are things you need to let go of. And as you do that, you can help relieve some of the stress that's going on, and keep thinking the word yes, yes for possibilities for yourself. So opportunities and options. Say the word yes. I yes. can do it. I'll do it. Um, yes. <laughs> so and that means literally. There are going to be questions coming to you, offers and changes, and just keep saying, yes, I'm going to do that. I got it. Does that, does that make sense to you, Tammy? Yes, actually it does. Okay, good. <laughs> yes, but that was a good answer just now. There you go. So you're getting practice. I got so, it. I got it. <laughs> listen, sit down and meditate and clear your mind and ask for any of your guides and your loved ones that you are willing and open to hear them in guidance, in dreams, and just sit there quietly in silence. And like, yeah, Grandma, yeah, Grandma just laughed and said, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but do the best you can, Tammy, and you will hear them, okay? Okay, thank you so much. You were you were right on and everything. Okay, so thank you. hon. Have you a... take care. I wish you all the best and keep saying yes. Okay, I will. Yes, thank you. All Bye. right. Bye-bye, hon. Thank, thank you, Tammy. Tammy. Yes. Another good call. We have, uh, we've just got about three to four minutes, so this is going to be kind of a quick one, but I want right, to get in one, one. last person. It's Jackie from Sammamish, and uh, and she also has a, a health question for you. Okay, uh, what Jackie, is your go question? ahead for me. I know nobody by the name of Jackie, so you're special by yourself. Go ahead, Jackie. Oh, awesome. Hey, I changed my mind because the first lady's health question was actually mine, too, so I got it answered. But is there anybody on the other side that is uh, has anything, a message for me? Boy, we got a lot of the, the, the relative things. Um, there's a father figure, but I don't think it's dad. I think it's somebody else who is in your life, like a surrogate dad who's crossed over. Was there somebody you were close to who was like a father to you? Uh, yes, my father-in-law. Your father-in-law, and he's deceased, correct? Yes. Okay. And you're still married to his son? No. No. Okay. Okay. Because he's <laughs> questioning that, and he wants to know what happened. Um, um, uh, what... Was okay. Was your ex a kind of act a little dopey sometimes and kind of got in the way of the marriage? Some of the yeah. choices he made. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, your father-in-law wants to apologize for that. Um, he said, "I'm the one who made him a dope. Um, I wasn't good to him." Okay. Uh, okay. So he wants you to know. You are really a good person. And he was a good person at heart, too, but mm -hmm. then he made dopey choices. And, yeah. and he said, you, you need to start loving yourself more and knowing that you're really worth 
a knight in shining armor. My, my son wasn't a knight because I wasn't a knight, and I didn't know how to teach him that. Um, he had a hard time, so forgive him. Forgive him because he didn't... Okay, now he's quoting Jesus. Um, because he didn't know what he was doing. Um, but he wants you to know you do know, and you have a strong intuition, and you need to start listening to that more. And just know that you have a lot of guidance on this side, and love is the most important thing for you now. Eliminate the experiences you had in the past, and make sure you do nothing but strive for unconditional love. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Do you understand that? Only unconditional love. But in order to get that, Jackie, you need to believe that you're a princess who deserves a knight in shining armor. Oh my goodness! I'm working on that. That's I, I I didn't think this would go this way, but this is what I needed to hear. Thank you so much. Of course, I know you needed to hear that. That's why I'm a psychic. Um, so, <laughs> but your father-in-law says, "Man, you've got a girl, and you just keep going." And we all love you very much, and thank you for the love you did attempt to give. Oh. That just makes my heart feel good. Thank you. Good. That's beautiful. All right. Thank, Thank you, Jackie. Jackie. You take Thank care you, now. And to okay. Jackie's Bye-bye. ex, don't send emails to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was four really, really wonderful callers today. I want to thank to all Tara, Marie, Tammy, and Jackie for calling. Oh, well done. Because it that was so, great. It's so wonderful when they're willing to share their hearts like that, yes. Suzanne and Gary, yes. you know. Um, And my job, you know, when I look at what I do, I get to touch human souls. I don't have to listen to their minds and their BS and their nonsense. I get to go deep down inside to see who they really are. And it really is amazing when you bypass all the stuff that gets in the way of our relationships and you see them for who they really are. I wish everybody could learn this ability because if they touched each other's souls, they would stop treating each other the way they're treating each other now. I tell, I'm telling you that. Thank Vincent, you, Vincent. Jenna, what a way to end the hour. Look forward Thanks to so seeing much. you in April, and we will have you on again soon. Absolutely. Have a great weekend, Vincent. You take care. God bless you all. Thanks for listening and having me. All right. And well, that about thank says you, it Benny, all. And Coming up next. Christine Upchurch, followed by Susan Harmon, and join us again tomorrow at 10 a.m. We hope this is the start of a great weekend for you, everyone. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.